Welcome to the Background Noise Podcast, and this is our finale. This is our last episode of season one. It's been fun. It's been a pretty short season since we first started the show in, I think it was early September, but uh, we figured we'll pretty much, for as long as we're doing this, we will start a new season every year. And so now that it's the start of the new year, we're going to end up wrapping up here and pick back up in February. So that's going to be pretty exciting. But uh, before we get into wrapping up i'm your host jack i'm joe i'm joseph and uh we're just gonna sort of highlight uh things that we enjoyed particularly movies and then some other things as well from 2021 that uh we just had a blast with and then we're also going to talk about the films we're looking forward to this year in 2022 so uh i will be going first let me just knock out i have a couple honorable mentions this year so um let's do top five films first first honorable mention i had um was a comedy special by a comedian named bo burnham called inside <laughs> who was quite burnham, funny yeah. that came out this year i forgot that came out this year yeah came out in 2021 it was a perfect encapsulation of what it has been like in quarantine and he did a very good job with the different songs some were hilarious others were just really catchy uh and just i had an absolute blast uh watching that special and revisiting some of those songs you know weeks or months after watching it so had a blast with that another film that didn't quite make the top five just because i watched it a couple days ago so i don't think it'd be fair haven't had enough time to process it and you know live with it and all that uh it was this film that uh came out called tick tick boom I just watched it uh, Friday night. It was, I think it was Lin-Manuel Miranda's directorial debut. Mm. So if you don't know Lin-Manuel Miranda, he was the guy who created both the musical In the Heights and then the now very popular musical Hamilton. So this, he also did a lot of songs for Moana, I believe. But anyway, super good. Never heard of any of those things. I know, right? Yep, if you ever had (laughs) beef with theater kids, it's his fault. (laughs) that's fair but uh super good uh, songwriter and playwright and so this was the first film he directed and it actually stars andrew garfield uh spider-man himself Mm -hmm. as the playwright jonathan larson who is best known for his musical rent but his first musical was one called tick tick boom and so that's what this film is a movie adaption of and it was just excellent um if something that if you haven't figured out already about me i'm a sucker for a good musical and so uh this yeah andrew garfield just had a fantastic voice sung just beautifully every i mean i think i liked pretty much all the songs but it was a great story and it i just had a blast with it and so that was a fun treat that i wish i'd actually watched during 2021 but as soon as i heard about it and saw like a clip or two i knew it was going to be good so i'm glad i finally got around to seeing it so definitely worth a watch if you like musicals at all or andrew garfield so that was good but anyway to get into the top five first one at number five we have no time to die which was daniel craig's last entry as james bond not gonna go too much into spoilers or anything but Casino Royale was his first film, and that's probably one of my all-time favorite films. It is just a excellent 
spy film, action film, Daniel Craig just totally owned the role of James Bond. And since then, we have had three other films before No Time to Die. We had three other Bond films. So we had Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, and Spectre. Quantum of Solace and Spectre were okay. Skyfall was good, but not nearly on that same level as Casino Royale. And then we get No Time to Die, which really felt like, even though it is his final entry as Bond, it definitely felt like a great return to form and is my second favorite Bond film behind Casino Royale. It was just excellent, uh, an excellent tribute to the Bond character in a great way, a great send-off for Craig's run. So was very pleased with that film. At number four, uh, I had Mitchell's vs. Machines, which was a Netflix original film. Very fun animated film about this dysfunction, sorry, dysfunctional family uh, where technology basically takes over the world and they're like the last family that hasn't been captured by this evil tech company. And so they have to survive and free everybody. So I just had a blast with that. That was a very fun surprise. That was produced by the same people who did Spider-Verse and other films like that. So Lego Movie. So the animation was just insanely awesome. And so that was a fun surprise. I think that came out earlier this year. It was like February or March. So great movie. That was was Lord Miller, right? Those two? Lord Miller, yep. So very hard to go wrong with those two guys. They, uh, they're, their production company they usually pretty much everything they put out is pretty solid so at number three i put dune which was excellent uh we've if you want to know more about that you can start to an episode but um pretty much enough said about that it was an excellent cast excellent story and i cannot wait for part two in 2023 i believe is when it's official so can't wait for that um, going back to musicals, at number two, I put In the Heights, which, as I mentioned before, that was Lin-Manuel Miranda's first musical. And so they finally did a movie adaption of that. And I was just blown away. It was just a great story. Every song just hit the right spot. And again, had a blast with it. And can't wait to uh, rewatch it again sometime. And of course, at number one, we have Spider-Man No Way Home which we just talked about last episode that did everything I wanted with Spider-Man and so much more. It not only like I mentioned in the episode, not only wrapped up and uh, paid homage and tribute to the Spider-Man live action, Spider-Man, Spider-Man of the past, but also was a, another good entry for Tom Holland and really set him up um, to be the Spider-Man that we know and love. So very impressed and overall i would say it was a very good year for movies so there you go very nice very nice not not too bad sir Uh, listening to your list i realized just how much uh how many more movies you watch than me because (laughs) like outside of watching movies for this podcast i usually only watch movies on a rare occasion uh, like, like obviously, I watch all the Marvel movies, regardless of sure. I'm doing a podcast about them. But like most movies, I'm watching because of this podcast. This well, I'm happy to get you out of the house. Oh yeah. Well, you know, it's better than nothing. So, so <laughs> my, my list, horizons. I I had a much slimmer pickings for my list just because I didn't watch as many new movies. Sure. But my uh, we can call this an honorable mention if you want. It is my fifth pick, and I know that it's not. A, I know it's not a great movie. 
It's a movie that I enjoyed. Don't do I it. understand that it's not a good Joe. movie. Joe. It's Venom 2. <laughs> the Oscar went worthy. The Oscar worthy Academy Award <laughs> nomination deserving. I'm about to tear out my tonsils. I swear. Oh, that is so listen, sad. I, listen, partially <laughs> Wait, because I know it will offend you guys. Partially because I know it will offend you guys. Also, <laughs> absolute contrarian. I, I'm disturbed. Hey, you know, it's it's part I of. I was it's disturbed as Cletus Cassidy, but you know, uh, <laughs> I did I did genuinely enjoy that movie. Like I I actually did enjoy watching that movie. I know it's not like I know it's not a great movie, but I enjoyed watching it. And sometimes you gotta have movies on your list that are just like, this is stupid, and I had fun watching it. You know? Sure. No, I I understand that. Yeah, even if it is a cinematic masterpiece, yes, it is yes. also just a good a good bad movie. Is yes, a good, it's, is a good word for it. Like the ne- high-scoring negative movies are high-scoring movies that you ironically enjoy. Sure, enough, enough said. Um, but moving into like actually good movies, um, I have <laughs> next up the, uh, movies that are not ironically enjoyed movies. Movies that are actually uh, seriously enjoyed. I, uh, Quiet Place Two is my uh, number four pick, which is something that was watched. That was before we started the podcast. Uh, right. Actually watched a quiet place for the first time like a day before watching before quiet place 2 came that's out. right so I, oh, man, that's I, fresh in your mind i went into it with no expectations other than j- literally having just watched the movie and i thought it was pretty good i i think it's actually better that way like watching him because in the narrative it's right back to back so you're mm. like they because uh, the the dad at the end of the first one, the dad dies, and spoilers. Uh, they, yeah, sure, spoilers. Spoilers for a movie we didn't review on the podcast. That's like a, f- a five year old movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like the dad dies, and then they immediately go into like we're, we've we changed it from cowering in fear to we know how to fight these things. So I thought I thought it flowed together really nicely. Um, very nice horror like horror movie or um, more thriller, thriller. Yeah, more of a thriller would than say a horror. Thriller at this point, yeah. yeah. Um, and then into an thriller, an action thriller, I guess, um, like would be Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, nice. Which I very much enjoyed. Have been a fan of Ghostbusters for a while as a movie that's like something in the background that I enjoy, like a thing that I know about that I've enjoyed. Uh, and I thought Ghostbusters Afterlife was, uh, we've gotten a lot of movies this year, and I think we're going to get more next year as well that are like sequels mm-hmm. or capstone projects to an ongoing series or revisiting a series from a different angle or th- things of that nature. Yeah. And I thought Ghostbusters Afterlife knocked it out of the park. An excellent way to do that. Paying homage to Ghostbusters, also telling its own story. Uh, even talking to people, I've actually talked to people who haven't seen the first Ghostbusters who have enjoyed Ghostbusters Afterlife without even knowing what all the references are. So, oh wow, that's that, awesome! That tells me that's a good movie. Yeah. Um, and then my number, my number two pick is Dune. Obviously, excellent movie. Uh, now, putting it at number two is conditional on how good Dune Part Two does. Sure. If they do if they do Dune Part Two and it's terrible, then it kind of detracts retroactively from how good this movie was. But assuming yeah. the conclusion is as good as the beginning was excellent movie excellent it'll be an excellent duology or, or however many movies they decide to make 
And then, of course, no surprise, obviously, number one pick, Spider-Man No Way Home. It's like another another movie that's revisiting this old franchise, this old series, although it's, it's the newest installment in an ongoing series, but it's coming back to this old character and, and bringing back old versions of the same character. Spoilers. And Spoilers, yes, if you haven't seen it yet, spoilers. Um, and it was excellent. It was everything, like I, I think, Jack, you said this, everything you wanted and more Yep, from a Spider-Man movie. So, And I will say, and you probably agree with this, Joe, probably the best in-theater experience of any of the yes. films we've seen. Yes, 100%. One of the best, cer- certainly this year, best in-theater experience. Yeah. And, yeah. and I would only rivals a couple other movies which would like a couple other the the uh first excuse me um maybe the end game and maybe maybe um force awakens when i watched that one in theaters that was a good Mm. theater experience although i didn't like the movie so much sure in in hindsight Uh, it was it was a good yes the hype for it was good yeah um so yeah, those are my top five. Good nice. stuff. Well, I've actually got a... Well, I used my honorable mentions to do some of those either so bad it's good or like mm. ironic enjoyments. Uh, well, we're going to start off start off low with one that's a pure ironic enjoyment. It's... Uh, what is it? It was a little, little Nick Cage film called Willie's oh, Wonderland. No. <laughs> I heard about that. Yes, not that it. one. The <laughs> oh god, it's so weird. But <laughs> the funny thing is, it's it's not bad. I mean, it's it's got for it's essentially an indie movie. But you know, it's got good good costume design, a good Nick Cage performance, decent direction. The guy's like a I don't know second second year director, and he's. He's pretty good. It's it's just funny. Nick Nick Cage is like giving his time to all these indie directors, and just like yeah, yeah. What's I, I like the script? I'm gonna give you a give you a performance, and it's like this was just one of them that was like, what in the world is this? I love it. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah, Willie's Wonderland. Check it out. Uh, after that <laughs> is uh was it godzilla versus kong uh me like big monster big monster punch uh, that was fun i'll give you yes. that it was very fun just again love godzilla i like king of the monsters a little better but again very very fun very fun movie can i tell you my then, favorite scene from that movie go ahead please it's where they're fighting and uh godzilla brings kong down and then kong gets back up and i think his arm's been dislocated so to put it back into place, he whams his arm into a building. Matches it against it's the building. Awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. Oh yeah, it's something else. Uh, my favorite one, I would say, was probably uh, what is it? The the tag team fight at the end, where you know they're they. The funny thing was the first Godzilla movie. What is it? Uh, 
I can't I can't remember the director's name, but you know the 2014 one where people said, "Oh, there's not enough Godzilla." It's like, yeah, yeah, you could. They tried to have you know realistic. It's like, how would a giant monster move? And then Mecha Godzilla comes out, and like Godzilla's <laughs> doing drop kicks, and he's just moving like he's a <laughs> he's some kind of you know what is it Energizer Bunny? Mecha Godzilla's like slamming into slamming him into five buildings. Like this is a, like this is a WWE match, yes. and then Kong comes in with the steel chair, and <laughs> it. Really, that that was the best part. It's it such great. a such a dumb movie, but it's so good. And then an actual decent honorable mention is Netflix's Fear Street trilogy, nineteen eighty seven, the middle one. It's uh, the best out of the three. I didn't really care for the other two mainly because I I didn't not the biggest fan of Scream, and then the other one was kind of just I guess there. But yeah, this one's pretty much like netflix adapting like a, a old rl stein series from the 90s I, not goosebumps i think fear street's literally just the not goosebumps series but yeah they took that they turned it into something else and now it's just like a little a little love letter to the heyday of slashers and it's huh. it's a good movie with decent performances and yeah an interesting kind of an interesting little story they had going on so yeah now for actual for actual top five, uh, was it? I'm gonna start off with Candyman. I, I saw the can. What is it? The Candyman movie. Uh, it was. It was okay. It was pretty good. Mainly, I mainly liked it because of just the way the, I guess the art direction was in terms of like just how. Okay. It, it almost it almost had like a, art film feel and just how like a, what is it? I liked the first Candyman that came out in the nineties. So I had I was really really scared that they would mess it up, but they they wound up not doing it, and it's just slow because they didn't have enough. Uh, they didn't have enough of uh, Tony Todd, who was the original the original actor for like you know the Candyman, and oh, gotcha. they have a they have a really good like really good thing in there that like they break up like the the move they don't break it. It's not like a commercial. I, I know that's when I say they break up the movie with it. It's like you know oh what do they do to it. But yeah, they break up the film with like these little practical shadow puppet pieces hmm. that are just like hmm. they were hand like hand animated by uh, I'm trying to think of some company. But you, if you just like look those up, that they show most of it in like the first trailer for it. If you like just look those up, I think it yeah it makes up most of, a little bit of the in the movie and then hmm. all of the end credits. It's you could piece it together in its own short movie and it'd be amazing. Hmm. Uh, but oh. yeah. For for number four, uh, I kind of put two of the I guess artsy ones at the bottom. The Green Knight, uh, I I thought that was pretty good. I liked uh, liked a lot of the stuff that came there. As what is it? A twenty four. I don't really pay attention to most of their stuff because sometimes they just sometimes they're just a little too weird, even for my taste. But uh, yeah. I thought the Green Knight was really good. I liked, uh, oh darn it, I can't remember his name, but like the, is it? De- it's not Dev Patel, is it? I think it is Dev Patel, actually. Okay. Yeah, I liked his performance. the The costume design was really good. It's like real medieval clothing, as it mm. were. It was. I like that, and I'm kind of a sucker for some of uh, some Arthurian legend stuff. Yeah, it was. It was a little weird, but it was so different the advertising didn't do it any justice they made it seem like it was like a, a 
uh, you know, swashbuckling night action movie. Mm. But yeah, it was so different that it's like, yeah, it was really cool. And mm. I, I didn't mind it. All right. And then number three is James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Mm. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what is it? We had two, uh, what is it? Two movies that were supposed to redeem, redeem, what is it? The other movie that Warner Brothers happened, that DC and Warner Brothers happened to make, and this was the better of the two. Looking yeah. at you, Snyder Cut. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. But yeah, I, I could. I could do uh what is it do an hour show on just the little bits of the suicide squad that I did like. It's just it's enough. You can tell James Gunn cared about it. It wasn't like, oh yeah. Yeah. DC it was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was very fun. And it's like, oh yeah, DC wants their knockoff Guardians of the Galaxy. I guess I'll just give them more of the same. It's like, no, no. We'll come in, we'll do something good, we'll build off of what was already there. What little good was in the first <laughs> Suicide Squad. We'll build off of that. I like, like the fact that, uh, what is it? They had some familiar faces with, uh, was I, I'm, it's a bad day for actor names. So I'm just going to say the characters. Amanda Waller and Rick Flagg. And, and of course, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Of course, mm -hmm. I can't forget Margot Robbie. Hmm. So, you know, just them, them being not recast and coming back and being able to like kind of, get get justice for those characters and their portrayals that was yeah that was good that was a a very fun movie despite yeah. all the horrible graphic violence <laughs> yeah and of course uh was it i kind of i kind of matched up with you guys in the very end with two and one or at least kind of in the ballpark uh my second one was dune enough said we got an episode on it i yep. uh, mm -hmm. really hope they don't mess up part two because joe you're right this yep. this is very much a part one, and mm -hmm. it is if it's if it doesn't hold up, it's gonna be gonna reflect very badly on Dune One. But right now, yeah, a very good adaptation, very good general all around movie, mm -hmm. solid performances, A plus, Chef's Kiss, and then No Way Home. Good stuff. Yep. Good, good stuff. stuff. We good didn't stuff. have to go back to formula. That's right. <laughs> I didn't get to use that one last week, uh, so you know, yeah. Yeah, got to get this in. Got to get my, got to get my goblin, my goblin movie quotes in. I'm a goblin. Goblin. But yeah, it's it's everything I thought it would be, and a little bit of what I thought it wouldn't be, which is, I I really thought they'd mess up parts of this. I really thought they'd make it too much of a Marvel, too much of a Marvel movie, if it were too quippy, yeah. nope. without yeah, without exactly too many overt right. connections, without too many overt connections to the big universe as a whole. Because, I mean, yeah, was it? We we can bring up the whole things like yeah, Marvel movies are just products; they're not real film. It's like the whole point of having all these films and then being all connected is so you can build off of it. That's mm -hmm. you know, these yeah. movies are unique in the sense that they've got like a whole. It was a whole bucket of characters you can interject in there and have mm -hmm. interesting scenarios with, which is exactly right. what we got with Doctor Strange and, and Spider-Man. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it wound up being, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, the theater experience was definitely something that added a couple a couple little bit of points. Uh, you know, if, if I had seen it a second time, I'm sure I would have 
let a little more loose as it were you know like cheered when daredevil showed up or something or stuff like that but i tried to be tried to be a little calm and collected but even then i, I couldn't i couldn't help but not get excited in some moments it was very very fun 10 at it's nine out of ten nine and a half almost 10 out of 10 you can just say it. you can say 10 out of 10 all right fine fine <laughs> 10 out of 10 it's, it's great nice uh yeah really good year for movies you're just uh, yeah just a lot it was really hard for me to trim it down to five but um yeah it was fun hearing both your guys lists and realizing you know even just with the ones i had trouble with there were still others that i still miss so just so much good stuff and uh before we get into the films coming out this year uh we're just gonna do a couple honorable mentions of things we enjoyed that weren't movies so a few things that come to mind for me was we actually had four marvel shows come out this year Hmm. or sorry in 2021 Somehow we had four Marvel shows or miniseries, whatever you want to call them. Um, Falcon Winter Soldier didn't do much for me. Loki <laughs> was kind of had its moments. It was fine. Uh, mm-hmm. WandaVision was impressive technically, but overall as like a story and all that, it just was fine for me. Um, but then we get Hawkeye, and I had a lot of fun with Hawkeye. Ooh. I really liked Hawkeye. Hawkeye was one I could see myself revisiting every year especially because it takes place at christmas time because that automatically gives it points for me <laughs> so put, uh, it, put it in the die hard bucket that's right pretty much yeah but uh i loved it it was great and it was everything i wanted from a hawkeye show so hmm. very I, glad I really, that i really did like it as another in it will a hopefully now what is going to be like a, a, a burgeoning catalog of street level marvel stuff yeah, mm-hmm. and yep. I did. What is it? Since it's relatively new, I'm not going to say like, "Oh, I liked it when such and such came out." But you know, there's a there's a callback to some of uh, Marvel's earlier shows before they all got looped under Disney Plus that I, I I enjoyed. They they did a little something to the character that was uh, a little a little odd in my opinion. Mm. But yeah, it was it was a fun ride. It was yeah. very mm-hmm. fun. I wanted to binge the whole thing, but you know, I, I had to I had to pace myself. It was very very good yeah we might do a hawkeye episode at some point we'll see but yeah yeah, great show uh another one probably my favorite season of tv i watched during uh 2021 was a hulu original show called only murders in the building which was starred steve martin martin short and selena gomez all living in this apartment complex weird combo i know but it's, (laughs) it's all of them living in this weird apartment complex and they are all fans of the same true crime podcast. And so they end up meeting, becoming friends um, as fans of that show. And then during one of their conversations, um, they find out there was a murder in their apartment complex. So they decide mm-hmm. to start their own uh, podcast, true crime podcast, about <laughs> the murder in their building as they try to solve it. And it was only thing is they had a bit more language than it needed that was a bit excessive. But aside from that, the overall story and the characters were excellent and I absolutely loved it and cannot wait for the second season. Hmm. So it had a lot of heart and a lot of character. And so it was very fun. And, you know, it, it hit close to home because it was them starting a podcast and hmm. we started a podcast this year too. So there you I'm go. Definitely glad our stakes are a little less uh, <laughs> a little severe less. Yeah. as exactly. it were. <laughs> Although if you guys keep having bad opinions about movies and keep disagreeing with my excellent opinions 
someone might end up dead. Oh man! Don't worry, Joe. I have it's, precautions. It, it's it's me. Sony you guys sense. are going to kill me for having it's, good opinions. That's right. Oh, well, I have those too. I've got plans. Uh, oh boy! Here we go. Okay. Well, uh, one of my top five things is learning how to learning no. how to hide the bodies. It took you this long to learn how to hide a body. You're, you're you're an adult, and it took you that long to figure that out. Well. Uh, Jack, is that all your honorable mentions? Or anyway, um, that was for shows. The only other thing that I can think of was this year. These weren't new per se, but just uh, on the gaming side of things, I finished up the. I want to say it was Rocksteady Studios Arkham trilogy. Mm-hmm. So I finished the Batman Arkham games. Specifically, I played Arkham Knight this year to cap off that trilogy of games. Absolutely loved it. I've learned that one of my favorite types of games are the third-person action adventures. So funny enough, after I finished up that trilogy. I ended up playing the first two Tomb Raider games, and those were excellent. Hmm. And I'm working on through the third now, but I'm very much a fan of the third person where they put a heavy emphasis on the story and telling a good story. And so far, um, they've both Tomb Raider games had a great story, and this one has been very good as well. So hmm. had a lot of fun with those. Spent a lot of time on those. So that does sound like a lot of fun. You play you play Uncharted, Jack? Uh, want to getting okay, a PS4 is on my list that's... so I can get Uncharted and the Spider-Man games. Oh, yeah. That's this, the Spider-Man one's definitely up there for me, too. Yeah. That's it for me. All righty. You should have a little bit easier time getting a PS4 since everyone's clubbing each other to death over PS5s. Right? So, that's my thought. Oh, yeah. Yep. Head, head, what is it? Head to, a, head to a pawn shop. You're bound to find plenty of them. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to start off with the game. Uh, which is, I, I'm pretty sure that Hades came out this year, uh, but I, I enjoyed, I think, is it this year? I thought it was 2020. But uh, the the, the Xbox I, port came out this year. You get you get it under a technicality. Sure. Okay, so, well, I think that maybe, maybe the console port in general came out this year, and it came out on PC last year, but I started playing it this year, so it's new to me. Sure, so, that counts. Um, so, I, great fun, an excellent, if, you, if you're any fan of the roguelike, or rogue it's technically a rogue light which is to say it you're you're killing things and you do gain some benefits that carry over from run to run but most of your powers you lose and have to restart each run but it's an excellent game i definitely recommend it i did not 100 percent complete the game because there are so many things that you can do in there uh, but i i enjoyed i enjoyed doing the run uh, completing the main story of it, and it was an excellent, fun game. Um, I also would, was going to pick uh, one of the Marvel Disney Plus shows, uh, but since Jack picked Hawkeye, I'm going to go with WandaVision. I, I love both Hawkeye and WandaVision. I enjoyed the weirdness of WandaVision more. Sure. I don't know. I don't know if it's exactly a better show, but I, it's, a, it's one of those things where it's like I really enjoyed how weird this was. Sure, uh, I definitely appreciate the effort they put into WandaVision. Yes, for sure. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, so I I enjoyed that. Um, would well, I don't even know if I would want another season of WandaVision. I don't know if I could ever ever watch that again and enjoy it the same way I enjoyed it the first time, like trying to figure out what's going on yeah. as it's coming out. But excellent, uh, excellent TV show. And I hope Marvel keeps doing more stuff like that. And then 
Uh, the last thing, I have no idea if this came out this year or not, but I was walking through a bookstore and I just happened to, a book happened to catch my eye and the book was The Illustrated World of Tolkien. And hmm. someone made a compilation of artwork that some of it is like officially licensed and some of it is fan art and it's a bunch of compilation of artwork and descriptions of stuff from uh, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and the Silmarillion and a bunch and a bunch of other different works that are all part of Middle Earth, um, and it is excellent. Like cool, the that art cool. Is, the art is beautiful, and the descriptions are excellent. There's stuff that I learned about the world that I didn't know. Stuff that I learned about Middle Earth and Lord of the Rings, etc., that I didn't know before. Um, I I don't know if it came out this year or not. I just found it happening. I happened to walk through a bookstore looking for presents for other people actually and saw that and was like i have to get this so excellent excellent read so if you can find that i would recommend it's not going to take you very long to read because it is technically a picture book like it is a book full of artwork so it's not going to take you very long to read it my favorite kind of book that's right so but yeah those, that sounds those great. Are my nice my top other picks Hmm. Well, I'm gonna gonna start off, even though it's not like it's not what I put it in order. But you know, since we're talking about the uh, the Marvel shows, I, it's funny that we all seem to be kind of in different camps, other than the fact that we thought Falcon and Winter Soldier was meh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I enjoyed the first half of One Division. I still give it a lot of credit f- in mm. terms of just the production of it. It is very much a movie quality production in a tv show format very good you know again love the love the performances our our two leads stand out of course Mm -hmm. but it lost me in the last three episodes it just became i don't know i it became stuff that i thought it would be it's like the minute we lose the Mm -hmm. the minute we lose like the show framing device and like that little fun thing loses me And not because, I guess, not because it's like, oh, it, it didn't catch my attention because there wasn't a big explosion. No, it's just, I don't know. The first half worked really good. And the fact that it went away from that just, I don't know. It it cut it down from from a eight to a eight to a seven to me. But mm. I'll tell you what I really liked, which is ironically enough, has almost a little bit like that in the terms where like halfway through there's kind of a a change and not the not the format but like a a change in sort of like the status quo i really liked loki mm. i like that out of out of loki wandavision and hawkeye hawkeye second again we talked about how much sure. like that but i really enjoyed loki a lot i mm. uh, was it it helped with tom hiddleston's performance in fact that i mean everybody everybody liked loki the fact that Again, by the performance alone, half the reason people remember the Avengers movie is because of Loki. So, you know, yep. the fact that they were able to flesh flesh him out and make him make him like just a little more. I mean, they did that throughout the other movies, but the fact that they were able to do that in a different way that was still loyal to the character was very interesting. And I also like the kind of the mystery angle too and i love the weird i love the weird look of the tva and i love the soundtrack Mm -hmm. and just like that and i like the fact that what is it tara strong voiced a weird animated clock deity (laughs) (laughs) and of course 
Owen Wilson. Wow. Dude. wow. He's the wow. dude. Wow. Hey, you missed, wow. You beat me by like 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Three seconds. Wow. Yeah. Out of the shows, that one's my top pick. Uh, in terms of another show, uh, I wanted to pick something that was animated because I'm is it still still like still like my animation and all mm-hmm. uh was it i really liked invincible again it's very very much oh a, okay yeah very it, it what is it 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 hits you with the saturday morning cartoon vibes in the first episode and then the last 10 minutes again you've seen i assume everyone's seen like stuff on the internet about it and mm-hmm. like the memes and stuff i've it's heard just like yeah just throws that curveball what you get if you've if you've heard anything about the the comics and stuff, that's like, oh well, who knows? But then you know, just the fact that it was animated, it's a great it's a great voice cast. It's got, in terms of the animation itself, it's, I don't know. You can tell you can tell a little bit. They they pushed a little bit, but it's still visually very entertaining. Mm-hmm. And well, I kind of I kind of just do this one for the. It's I watch Loki for the visuals and I watch Invincible for the story. And then I watch, uh, what is it? Willie's Wonderland just because it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for in terms of just uh, visual stuff and overall, overall just good show. Yeah. Invincible was good. And it helps that this was JK Simmons best work since Whiplash. <laughs> and you can't see his face, which is, which is something else. Hmm. Another thing that is technically still... I got two things that are technically still relevant games because neither of them came out in... Neither of them came out in 2020. But uh, what is it? Expansions and DLC for them did, which like pretty much updated and you know changed the way the game was played. What is it? First one's No Man's Sky. Some of you mm. might have heard. Yep, heard, heard of it. Was it the debacle of No Man's Sky? Mm-hmm. The incomplete blockbuster, as it were. Was it... The little indie team that made it worked on it, brought it back, revamped it like, what is it, 2018? And they kept on improving it, improving it. And I would say the game is in the best state it is, best state it was in 2021. It's like, it's just so, instead of like, what is it? It was a, it wasn't even a pond. It was a puddle when it was first released. And now <laughs> it's, it's, it's an ocean. It's a real, there's, you can do, there's so much that I can understand why people still don't like it because you you just don't know where to go. You don't know mm. what to do. You can I mean, of course, you it's not like a complete a complete like simulation. It's like, oh, I wanna I wanna go on a planet where there's only orange bugs as an ocean or something. It's like, no, it's but for what is it for what it is in the limitations that a nearly limitless like space world and like universe thing can be. It's amazing. Cool. And uh, my last one is my, was it my old, my old shame, my old addiction as it were. Oh no. They they came out with another year of destiny Two, and I'm still playing it. Oh boy. You poor child. (laughs) I love it. I hate it. Wait, no, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, was it? It helps that I got a was it? I got a clan that of folks that still still play the game. It's they went through a little. Of course, it's was it? Bungie Studios is a good studio, but they went through some rough patches 
with the first game and then the second one. But I think they finally hit their stride in terms of releasing fun content. And again, it's like, why would you not play a game if it's not fun? It's like, you don't understand. This is a complicated issue. But yeah, <laughs> I, again, I think I think it's the best it's been in a while. Uh, they're coming out with another expansion in February. Uh, and of course, I've already set aside funds for it. I'm, I'm ashamed. <laughs> I've already yeah. set aside a significant portion of your life for it. It's, I, I don't know if I'll ever financially recover from this, at least time-wise. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And as for for that, if if you know if you know what Destiny is, you know if you don't, it's it's a rabbit hole. If I if I get an if I get an episode this season, uh, it'll be one of those uh, road trip episodes in terms of put <laughs> it on, drive to Florida, and you'll still have about an hour left once you get there. but yeah that's all for me nice very cool um before we or i guess we can do our anticipated uh 2022 now and sort of to switch things up uh instead of us each doing our five i say just for kicks and giggles let's go each of us take turns you know all of us do five all of us do four all of us do three you know etc Ooh. Well, we're probably going to have some overlaps here, so I guess we're going to see who puts what where. Yeah, uh, so um, number five for me, this is one I just heard about like a couple days ago. Uh, it's one called Bullet Train by a hmm. director named David Leach, who, or Leitch, I don't know how you say it correctly, but... It's not David Lynch, is it? It's not David Lynch. I, <laughs> I was that. about to say, it's like, Jack, I've heard you say David Lynch before. It's, right. I don't know what's going on. It's spelled L-E-I-T-C-H, so however you want to say that. But uh, he directed, I think he directed Deadpool 2. He directed Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, Uh, Yeah, that makes sense. So uh, he also directed the first John Wick film. And so he's very good directing action films. Yeah, so uh, so that name seems so familiar. Basically, he has his film coming out. Brad Pitt's the star, and you've got, I think, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who he's the guy who played uh quicksilver in age of ultron he's going to be in it and michael shannon's going to be in it sandra bullock uh it's basically about five assassins aboard a fast-moving bullet train find out they're all spies and they find out their missions have something in common that's pretty much all we know at this point but i think it could be very exciting is it strangers on a train sponsored by beretta i don't know i know nothing about it except for that and so um that sounds promising so if nothing else i think it should be a solid action film so Looking forward well, to that. We mm-hmm. take those. Exactly. All right. Uh, Joe, well, you go. My, so my, this is, uh, I understood the assignment. The assignment is things we're looking forward to, not things that we think will be good. So uh-huh. again, just like I said in my top five, the thing for, my, top, my fifth pick for things I'm looking forward to is Morbius. I am looking <laughs> forward to the weird vampire doctor person that goes and gets attacked by bats in some cave somewhere and gets superpowers movie. And it gets turned um, into a C-list Spider-Man villain. And he gets turned into a C-list Spider-Man movie villain. Excuse me. Yeah. So I, again, I don't think it's going to be good. I think that I will enjoy it and I'm looking forward to enjoying it. You so, would be correct to assume that except for that last part. Well, we'll see. I mean, like, here's the thing. It's probably going to be a negative scoring movie. It's going to be an ironically scoring in in the left side of the U 
movie. But we'll we'll find out. So I'm I'm looking forward to finding out. Now I really I really do hope I'm wrong and it completely subverts expectations. Like it's the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, but all the delays. Mm. I don't know. Still, I'll give it a chance. Just like I'm going to give Prey a chance. Prey okay. is their other attempt at a Predator sequel, and mercy, oh. mercy, hmm. mercy. They can't make it worse than the other one. <laughs> they can't make it worse than the most recent one. It's just there's so much wrong with that movie, and everyone on the internet's harped on about it. So I'm not gonna spend the next 20 minutes doing that. But it's just not a predator movie. He's there. He's there, like you might see a predator action figure on an unrelated movies, like if for set for like set dressing. But it's like, ugh. yeah, it's. I'm giving him one more chance. You hear that, Hollywood? You get one more chance. And this if you is don't it. Get it right. I'm gonna. I'm coming for you. But yeah, I another cautiously optimistic take. Uh, if if it's as a good a continuation as I guess Ghostbusters Afterlife was, like I, I mean, you know, in terms of picking up years later, I think that's what the premise is going to be. Uh, like one of the. Dis- I say descendants because God, it's been what 40, uh, 40 years since Predator. Like one of the descendants of like one of the survivors is now going to be hunted by uh, a Yautja, a predator, and it's gonna it's gonna really be like back to back to basics. Which, if a film says something like that, back to basics is a good chance that it could be good, and then a good mm. chance that it could be horrible. Could would yeah. you say back to formula? Uh, yeah, I can't. <laughs> I, I can't. I no. I, I can't even. I I don't even have enough. I'm not confident enough in that to make the back the formula joke. It's just he's that worried. I'm that uh, worried. Oh, okay. <laughs> exactly. it's, uh, it's not me. Uh, it's it's mm. the directors, Peter. <laughs> the directors did it. It's not me. Oh, mm. boy. I will say. Uh, Joseph, that just briefly looking into it within the you know the five seconds you mentioned it, uh, I looked into a little bit over here. I actually am now sort of interested simply because the guy they have directing it is a guy named Dan uh, Trachtenberg, and this is only his second film he's ever directed. His first was Ten Cloverfield Lane, which I loved. Ooh. I thought that was an excellent film. So that's already promising. And he also directed a Portal short film, which I liked a lot. So hmm. there there is hope. There is hope. So I can understand your um, you looking forward to this because now I am as well because that's that sounds cool. Yeah. J- join me in this rickety boat, Jack. We'll that's make right. it. We, we might make it. We might make it. We might just make it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, uh, number four for me is one that I heard about called Babylon. The, there's a director named Damien Chazelle. He's become very popular in the past decade. Um, Joseph, you mentioned Whiplash. That was one of his, that's sort of what put him on the map. Good stuff. Uh, So he did Whiplash. Then he also did La La Land a year or two later, which whether you like how that film ended or not, overall you have to admit is a very well done film, well made film. Songs are great, all that. So Babylon is his new film set in Hollywood during the transition from silent films to talkies. Um, and focusing on a mixture of historical and fictional characters. And it looks, um, just because he's directing it, I know if nothing else, it's going to be a very pretty looking movie. 
Mm-hmm. So, and uh, you have, I think, Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie starring in that. So, Jack, we have very, what is it, very similar taste because I've not heard a thing about it, but that sounds, that sounds great. That's, that's going on the list. Nice. All right. Uh, my number four pick is a, the, the next attempt at a longstanding franchise, you know, because that's what we'll, that's all we do right now is, is next attempts at longstanding franchises. Of so course. this is, this is the Batman, uh, uh, which, Okay. I am. I am indeed looking. For, I'm looking forward to it again. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we'll see how. We'll see where it goes. Um, I don't know how much more I have to say about that, though. Sure. I just. I, I mean, just, Matt I Reeves. Just... Matt Reeves is directing, so he, yep. in my opinion, he's he saved the Planet of the Apes franchise from being meh to being excellent and one of the best trilogies of the past decade. So, uh, and he also directed the first Cloverfield film, actually. So mm. he's a decent director. So I'd say it's in pretty good hands. So I'd say we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that's again looking forward to. That's where that's where we're at. Right. That's, that's, that's the place we're in. Right. So, I have more confidence in the Batman than I do Morbius. That's say, we're also we're working our way up the list. All yep. right. Oh yes, that's fair. very, that's very fair. much, very much. Out out of the two bats, yeah, I'll take that one. Out, out of the two vaguely vampire kind of things, mm. this one's the and, better one. Oh, yes, actually. Wow, this it's funny how this lines up really well. We we're playing what is it? Uh what is it? Five five points of connection or whatever it's called. Because my next one is the uh I don't know if you call it a remake, reboot, uh probably remake of Salem's Lot. Uh what is it? Hmm. Salem's Lot was a Stephen King book. They adapted it in the eighties. I thought it was really good. Uh, we've gotten a decent amount of King adaptations recently. Of course, you know, the moneymakers were it and it part <laughs> two. And then there was Pet Cemetery, and then there was a bunch of Netflix ones. Uh, we don't talk about Pet Cemetery. It, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, it it seems that most of his stuff is doing really good as sh- either short films or like little quick Netflix ones. I don't really know too much too much about this. For all I know is it could be, it could be a Netflix one. Uh, I actually forgot that it was coming out this year, so I actually I'm actually not quite sure who's the who the creative team is. But it's vampire adjacent because if you don't know the plot of Salem's Lot, it's no spoilers, but it's pretty much like a writer returns to his, his sleepy New England town or a Maine town. Again, it's Stephen King. It's either Maine or New England, but he returns there and he realizes it's festering with, well, it's like, you know, specific, specific area, but yeah, okay. festering with vampires. And these mm. vampires aren't your aren't your Twilight ones. They're not your Thirty Days a Night ones. These are your Nosferatu's. Mm. Hold on, is it? Do we call it a festering of vampires? Is that what a group of vampires is? Oh no, I just said it's festering with vampires. Oh, it's okay. I, got I, you. I have okay. no idea. I, I'm not familiar with my uh, what is it? Cryptid terminology. I'm afraid. Mm. <laughs> Come on, man. It's a, a, a murder of crows. And a festering of vampires. Yes, I love a it. A slaughter awesome. of vampires. Ooh, I like <laughs> that's, that one. That's quite a festering of vampires over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. uh, let me see. Number three for me, I put Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Simply put, it's Sam Raimi directing a Marvel film. So he's back. He hasn't been back since Spider-Man 3. 
So um, I have hopes for this, and we will see what happens. Yep. I have uh, – so going, going for the n- nostalgia pick, because they are making Hocus Pocus 2 this year. Oh, <laughs> that's right. I, that's right. I, it's oh, e- it is either going to be the best thing that has ever existed ever in the history of the universe <laughs> or the worst thing that has ever existed ever in the history of the universe. And either way, I want to be there to see it. So <laughs> That's fair. But I have no idea what's going to happen in it. No expect. I have zero expectations for it, except for the fact that it is Hocus Pocus two. <laughs> if the train gets there, that's good. If it crashes, it'll that's be good a, too. If, At if least it was crashes, a fun ride. Yeah, it'll, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's all. That's it. Um, yep. Uh, well, was it? We do have a little. Uh, was it? Not a little bit of crossover we do have a crossover because i put dr strange there too it's nice looks fun i've been waiting for a dr strange sequel for a while i i know it's funny but what is it me and my buddy are big dr strange fans i've liked the fact that they they did uh baron mordo well they they call him mordo in the movie but mm-hmm. yeah i really mm-hmm. wanted to see where his character went because baron mordo is like in addition to dormammu just the Strange's go-to antagonist. Mm-hmm. So again, it's a very small thing with everything that's going on, the possibility of again, this is all this is all speculation, so please do not at me as the kids say. Is it, it's you know, all the possi- theory. <laughs> yep, a movie theory or a film theory. Don't do it, Matt Pat. Don't do it, Matt Pat, but yeah, the possibility uh, of mutants showing up, the was it Wanda yes, and Strange yeah. teaming up, all that. I'm just excited to see Baron Mordo again. I want to see what they do with this character. I hope they don't kill him like they did the other guy, just for you know, it's like he's the bad guy. He's he needs to go. But yeah. I for a lot of reasons I'm excited. That's kind of an obscure one. Very nice. Very good. Nice. Um, I hear a cat. Okay, can you guys? Is that being picked up by the microphone? I can't do anything about that. Ganon it's fine. Is, it's okay. That's so the first. That's the first time I've heard him. He is apparently starving because it's almost dinner time. So we need to wrap this up by. We need to wrap this up so I can feed him. All right. So What's your top five, get... Ganon? Put him up to the mic. What's he saying? He's trying to say. He's very excited. He's a lot of theories and opinions. And oh, stuff, he has but... a lot of opinions. <laughs> Uh, uh, anyway, for my number two film, um, I put Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. because oh, I about that one. It's... Part one? Yeah, apparently it's Part yes. 1. So. Oh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. That's <laughs> a mouthful. So, um, I mean, simply put, I absolutely loved the first one and cannot wait to see more of this world and its characters. So, Yeah. I uh, I actually forgot that that I didn't include that one on my list. I forgot that, that was coming out this year. Too many. There's no. a lot of good, there's a lot of good things I'm looking forward to. But I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to because I'm personally very invested in Harry Potter. I am looking forward to Fantastic Beasts: Secrets of Dumbledore. I don't. I mean, the the Fantastic Beast series has been okay. It doesn't have mm-hmm. the same magic that the original Harry Potter did. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. I want to at least see how I want to see if they can land this plane or. I want to see if they can land this dragon. They've got it up in the air by a miracle. Yeah. And it's still technically flying. <laughs> and I, would like to see, I would like to see if they can land it at some point. 
So we will watch Engine those. Three, and Engine Four is no longer on fire. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's kind of where we're at right now. Um. Yep. Uh, well, uh, was it? I've got I've got one more Marvel jam for my second pick. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, mm. What is it? Another Taika Watiti jam. He's just my favorite in terms, of, I guess, up and uh, up and coming. He's he's done a lot right. of stuff that's been really here, good recently. Right? He's not, yeah. he's not up and coming. He's here. Oh yeah, he's yep. he's here. He's, he's very established. <laughs> but it's almost like his style is almost to the point. It's like, well, no, it makes it that makes him sound like a hipster. It's like he's he's <laughs> going away from the mainstream, man. He's his own dude. But yeah, Thor: Love and Thunder looks good. He did Ragnarok very well. You know, just breathe life into marvel's little mm -hmm. little dying corner that was thor and then uh yeah it's i'm just really excited for what to do it's if if no way home can redeem what is it that one spider-man comic line that i still can't remember the name for that was really bad one more day can, it, one more day if it can redeem one more day it can do the same for the jane foster thor run which mm -hmm. i personally didn't like too well it's it's because i hate women just because that's how yeah. that's how it always is. All know. right. Well, hey, we have our podcast description now. <laughs> as long as you know who you are, you, I, I am what I am. I'm the terrible monster who loves Venom too, but you're the terrible monster <laughs> who hates women. <laughs> we have two tiers of evil here, sir. <laughs> There's only two. <laughs> but yeah. If they... <laughs> If they can, if, if if he could do something good with that, which I'm sure he can, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice, uh, yeah. Okay, so my number one. This is a film I've been looking forward to ever since they finished the last one. Uh, Mission Impossible Seven. That is my number mm. one. Okay. I have absolutely loved this franchise. One was great. One was just a classic spy film. Never saw two. Probably will end up seeing it at some point, but never bothered. Didn't hear it was worth it. Three was a solid action film. Really liked it. And then four on have just been insanely awesome. Four was just mm -hmm. four, five, and six have all been great. Like six, uh, I think six has been the best yet. And so mm -hmm. I'm very excited to see where they go with this franchise that is just still just excellent and just at its it's just hit its peak with its last film it's sixth film it hit its peak so it can only you know I, it can only go better from here hopefully so all right well uh my pick my number one pick has already been mentioned um it is dr strange multiverse of madness uh because i I, one division was my favorite of the disney plus movies or excuse me disney plus uh, shows and when i watched that i was i was pumped and excited for multiverse of madness and then we closed out the year with no way home and i'm pumped and excited for multiverse of madness even more after nice. that so mm -hmm. i am very much and uh similarly mine was mentioned too across the spider-verse it's i I just I just loved Spider Spider Man into the Spider Verse. It was I'm a big fan of Lord Miller's work. Uh what is it? I think Lego movie was my favorite movie when I was a kid. It was it was just between me being like a kid and a teenager. And it's like 
God, I guess I'll go see Lego movie. I'm I'm not a, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a kid anymore. I guess I'll just I'll watch it before I become like a cool teenager. And well, first of all, I never was. Second of all, yeah. <laughs> Love Lord Miller's work. Uh if it's if it's half as good as the first one and it's not going to be it's going to be even better you you can just tell from the, from the trailer they released it's just the fact that it's every single world they're going to go through i mean you don't know how many they are but every single world's going to have its own art style its own way of being animated it's it's going to take so much work and the thing is they're willing to put in the work for it it's the one thing sony studios is doing right in terms of spider-man in addition to loaning out loaning out the rights to Marvel for their for No Way Home and the other stuff. <laughs> it's yeah. I'm very excited for it. Awesome. Yeah, definitely a lot to look forward to in 2022. We got a lot I mean there were so many films that we didn't even mention that we'll probably end up watching because there are a lot of films that even if we're not necessarily looking forward to them, we're probably going to watch them, so stay tuned for that when we start season 2. But um yeah, and it's, when, uh, when will that be, Jack? That's we are airing season two, episode one, on February the seventh. So we're going to take a little break, uh, get our schedules in order, get season two lined up and all ready for you all. So it's been a blast recording with you, gentlemen, uh, for this first season. I've loved every week of it, and I can't wait to uh, keep doing it with season two. Uh, I think we're going to have a lot more variety as well. I think our goal is to put in some more uh, book and game reviews as well, and even some more show reviews. And obviously mm-hmm. if you guys have any um, thing you'd like us to review in particular, please let us know, please, you know, reach out and uh, we'd be more than happy to cover it. And so I'm, I've absolutely loved recording this season. Can't wait to see where we go with season two guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking forward yep. to it. It's been a blast. Yeah. So, Smash uh, that like button, leave that comment. <laughs> That's right, whatever yeah, you kids do. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Remember to do all of the internet things that you internet on the internet, please. <laughs> Word. So, yeah, thank you uh, so much for listening to the, uh, or, you know, this has been the Background Noise Podcast. If you've been listening, we appreciate you. But if not, no worries. Uh, if you've been listening the entire season, no worries. Um, you didn't really miss anything. So, um Thank you again, and we look forward to uh, seeing you in season two. Couldn't have the show without you. Here's looking at you, kid.